Welcome to the Thrive in Higher Ed podcast, a place to explore new approaches, strategies, and tools to learn, grow, and thrive in higher education. This is a community for instructors, staff, grad students, and campus leaders to learn together, to tinker, to find ways to be more effective and productive, and to innovate in big and small ways. I'm your host, Mark Hofer. In this episode, I want to share some ideas from a really powerful book that has had a major impact on how I live and work. The book is called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McEwen. We'll focus on the power of trade-offs and what can be gained by saying no and paring back commitments. Ready? At one point last spring, in the midst of the pandemic, I was feeling particularly stressed out. I was in the groove working from home. Uh, Our team was making a great contribution to the Herculean efforts of faculty and instructors shifting to remote learning, and I was getting a lot done. But I couldn't escape the feeling that things were getting out of control. Unfortunately, this wasn't a new feeling for me. Every so often, maybe once a year or so, I have this feeling like I'm barely keeping my nose above the rising water. I guess I'm trying to pretend to be a duck, you know, calm on the surface, pedaling like crazy underneath. So one Friday afternoon about 3.30, I decided I need to just make a list of everything I had on my plate. Not just my task list, but all the myriad of things I was involved in, in either a big or small way. I wrote each thing on a separate sticky note for more than an hour. When I was finished, my wall was practically covered with sticky notes. No wonder I was feeling overwhelmed. I had the visual proof in front of me. Once they were all on the wall, in classic design thinking practice, I started to sort and organize the notes. I had several clusters of similar ideas or tasks or projects, but I was really surprised about how many singleton or pairs of notes I had. It seemed to me that my work life was totally fragmented and expanding by the day. I attribute this at least a little bit to me being a people pleaser and wanting to say yes. It's always easier to take on more even when you know it's not a great idea, and that was definitely the case for me. But as I sat back in my chair, I realized that there was no way, one, that I could keep up this pace. Two, that I could realistically give all these different tasks and projects the care and feeding they needed. And most importantly, three, that my most important work was getting diluted by all the minor, less important work on my plate. Something had to change, and fast. Fortunately, I pulled out my worn, dog-eared copy of Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McEwen. Okay, it wasn't actually worn and dog-eared because it actually resides on my Kindle, but it is highlighted and annotated like crazy. This is a book that I have read and reread at least a couple of times each year since I first got it back in 2014 or 2015. I never do that with books. But with this one, I guess that while the ideas are simple and understandable, they're challenging to live out in practice and yet they're so important. That's why these refreshers help me to reset. The central thesis of the book is that in Greg's words, quote, only once you give yourself permission to stop trying to do it all, to stop saying yes to everyone, 
can you make your highest contribution towards the things that really matter? I'm going to say that one more time. Only once you give yourself permission to stop trying to do it all, to stop saying yes to everyone, can you make your highest contribution towards the things that really matter. He argues that we can make a millimeter of progress in a million different directions, or we can choose to focus in and generate momentum on a few key things, those things that are truly essential to us in order to make our highest contribution. It was clear to me that when I looked at all the sticky notes on my wall that day, that I had drifted pretty far away from the core tenets of essentialism. I had to scale back, delegate, or just let things go that weren't essential. I went one cluster at a time and asked myself whether these notes represented even an important contribution that I was making, much less an essential or my highest contribution. I was totally amazed and honestly a little depressed to see how many activities, projects, and tasks I was committed to that really didn't serve me or anyone else all that well. Some of the stuff that was stressing me out and weighing me down was literally totally inconsequential. I separated probably almost two-thirds of the notes off to the side that fell into this category. Later, I'd go through these and figure out which I could unilaterally just say no to, and those that I needed to at least inform someone that I was dropping. I have to say, that was a really liberating feeling, seeing all of that mental clutter that I could let go of. But then the hard part began. The remaining notes on the wall signified a little higher contribution and level of importance. As I reviewed these notes, I sorted them into two broad categories the work that I was uniquely able to do, and those that others might be able to, to do just as well, if not better than me. For all those in the second category, I realized that I could delegate these to others. In many cases, they were the kinds of projects and tasks that my colleagues really enjoyed doing. So in this delegation, I was actually providing them with opportunities to contribute. For the remaining notes that represented work that I was uniquely positioned to do, I had to make some hard choices. Sure, these were all in my wheelhouse and were all relatively important. By taking a step back, though, I realized that I couldn't even fully commit to even this subset of opportunities. To make my highest contribution, I had to trade even some of these important tasks and projects to devote more time and focus to the most essential. Some I deferred. That's a powerful feeling to just say, I know these are important, but I'm going to put these off to the side. I'll get to them later. Some of the remaining projects I was able to delegate, and some I just abandoned. This last phase took me probably longer and created more angst than all of the rest of the steps combined. But this was the step that made all the difference. This deferring, delegating, and eliminating of projects and responsibilities was painful. Literally, it was painful. I know that I disappointed some people, including myself, by having to drop some things. What this represented, though, was a series of trade-offs. Time, effort, and focus are finite resources. And while trade-offs feel like you're losing things, in reality, they help to create space for better opportunities and contributions. In this way, trade-offs are powerful and generative. They are the catalysts for bigger and more important opportunities for you to really make a difference. 
So now we come to Act 3. If you listened to the show before, you know that this is where I throw down the gauntlet. If you're feeling stressed, stretched, or overwhelmed, collect some pads of sticky notes and follow my process. Lots of sticky notes. Write down every single project, task, or commitment that's on your plate right now on a separate note and stick them to the wall. If you're like me, you'll need a room with a lot of wall space. Then, cluster similar notes together. One by one, review each cluster and separate those that don't represent either an important or essential contribution. Delegate or jettison as many of those as possible. Then, with your remaining notes, separate out those that others could do as well or even better than you. This is your delegation list. Finally, with an editor's eye, strip away as many of the remaining notes that you can by deferring, delegating, or dropping. At the end of this, you'll have made many trade-offs that should permit you the time, energy, and focus to make your highest contribution. You, my friend, are on your way to being an essentialist. Obviously, I've only shared the tip of the iceberg of wisdom that Greg McEwen shares in the book Essentialism. I strongly recommend you buy the book. You'll find links to buy different versions of the book on the podcast website, markhofer.com podcast. You can also visit Greg's page directly at gregmcewen.com. That's G-R-E-G-M-C-K-E-O-W-N.com. Seriously, buy it. You won't regret it. Except for the fact that you'll find yourself buying copies for your friends and family. That can get a little expensive. In recording this and thinking about the importance of trade-offs, I'm realizing that I'm in another one of those crossroads. Even though we just started with a new semester, I'm having flashbacks to that time in the spring with the sticky notes. I think it might be time for me to take another run at it. I'll be there in solidarity with you as we each pull out our stickies and try to focus on what's most essential for us. Tweet me at Mark Hofer with any insight or inspiration you have. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show and got something from it, please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts and maybe more importantly, share with someone else who might enjoy it. Also, it would be great if you could leave a review. For more on the podcast, check out the podcast website at markhofer.com podcast. There you'll find the show notes, including links to buy your copy of Essentialism. Next week's show will be a little bit different. I'll be joined by my longtime friend, collaborator, maybe co-conspirator, David Sleikheis to talk with him a little bit about how he identifies, explores, decides on, and then leans into new opportunities in higher ed. I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation and you'll especially enjoy hearing from David and his insights. Until then, make it a great week.